2: Just
0: talking me My friend Nancy has never seen What About Bob
2: Oh Nancy That
0: That clip at the beginning, he's never gone That's from What About Bob my, yeah. fa- my my favorite movie ever.
2: It's, it's such a good movie.
0: And Nancy said to me the other night, "You know, I've never seen that movie." I was like, "Are you kidding me?" I've never seen it. What year I is didn't that? think there my was God. anybody on the planet that hadn't seen What about Bob, Bill Murray,
2: Bill Murray, and Richard Dreyfuss.
0: Bill Murray and Richard Dreyfuss is one of the greatest movies it's ever it's made. Such a good movie. Is it from the eighties? Uh, no, nineties? Like late two thousands? Like oh, two?
2: No. Like two thousand eight, maybe. No. 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 Let me Google this. Oh, she's going yeah, so to look it up? You have to look it up. That's it's the point ridiculous.
0: of having a great producer. Late 80s, early it. 90s Is it sure. funny? Yeah. Oh, it's hilarious. I like a good funny it's movie. It's one of those movies you have to watch at least twice because you laugh so hard the first time you miss a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> All right. I'll check it out. <laughs>
2: 91, Tom. 91? Yeah.
0: We'll show you how old I am. I have yep. no concept of time whatsoever. Yeah. Well, Mario
1: Richard maturity. His maturity <laughs> level hasn't moved since the 80s and 90s. He's still the same immature guy. That's true. Baby steps
0: to the bus. Baby steps. <laughs> Baby steps. To,
2: that's from the movie. It's great. Baby it's, steps, Dr. The, Bob. The goldfish in the jar around his neck. I'm no,
0: the best is when he's tied to the tree. <laughs> oh, yes. And he puts bombs on him, and he's going to explode. He's trying to kill him, and he yeah. goes, wait, I get it, Dr. Bob. I'm all tied up inside, and if I don't untie be, myself, I'm going to explode. explode.
1: <laughs> so oh, my God. It,
0: this it's a movie history. review show? Oh, oh my yeah. God. We should do it We now. should. We did one, I think.
2: Ba, 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 ba. I missed it. Sorry. we do?
0: She's so adorable. I try. She's the best. <laughs> All right. Let's Are get this show on the road, shall we? Let's do it. All right. Hi, how you guys doing? My name's Tom Duggan with at the Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, atop Two Guys Smoke Shop at the Studio 21. Podcast Cafe. I got a bunch of topics I want to get to today. I've got a guest in the studio, who's just going to hang out with us a little bit, maybe talk about some things. Before I start, I want to thank everyone at the Shaw's Distribution Center in Methuen, dude. You guys rock. They showed up last night with like enough food for like 500 people for uh-huh. the homeless, um, and they also brought like supplies. Um, they brought like a cooler of like eggs and bacon and stuff like that. that- because a lot of people who come to this aren't necessarily homeless. They right. they might have a place to stay, but they've got no money. They might be living in a rooming house because they used to be homeless like a week ago, but they don't have supplies. So um, them them providing dinner as well as like eggs, which is like gold today. and There's like 10, 10, 10 or 12 uh, uh, cartons of eggs and bacon and all kinds of stuff. So we want to thank them for that and everybody else that donated money last night. Um also want to thank Lawrence Mayor uh, Brian DePina, and we will be talking about this scandal later on, but I want to thank him for he, – he and his entire staff uh, during the brutal cold mobilized TMF. They mobilized this, the entire apparatus of every department of city government to go out and try and get homeless people into a warming shelter, visiting people who weren't homeless but had no heat because there was a power outage on Tower Hill at one point. They had the police, the fire, inspectional services, DPW. They had the, every department of city government was on this. They were all working on the same mission, and this is what leadership is. While other communities' mayors were sitting back waiting for the federal government or the state to do something, a.k.a. Dan Rivera, um, Brian DePena said, no, I'm not going to wait for anybody. I'm not waiting for the Red Cross. I'm not waiting for the federal government. We're going to handle this, and he did, and they saved lives. I, the, the, TMF um, who, kind of separate from this but worked in coordination with the mayor's office they were all out servicing homeless people who were sleeping in their cars, sleeping in tents we found a couple people sleeping in sleeping bags but no tents on the banks of the Merrimack um, so thank you to uh, to the mayor and to everybody who made it a priority when they found out that the temperature was going to be sub-zero for a couple of days to go out and make sure that people's lives were saved. And it was quite an undertaking. I I, I watched the entire thing from beginning to end and I was just in awe thinking, you know, why haven't we had a mayor like this in the last 20 years? Why doesn't every community have a mayor like this where they just go out and get something done rather than waiting for other... And then blaming, by the way, when this happened under previous mayors and People died from frostbite. They blamed the federal government. They blamed the state. Why didn't the state come in and help us more? Why didn't the federal government... Where was the Red Cross? No, no, no. If you're the mayor, it's your job. And all those previous mayors, they were making excuses for the fact that they didn't do any friggin' work. And this mayor did it. So I want to thank Brian De Pena for that. Um, what else do we have? Uh, all right, so I want to talk a little bit about... <laughs> Uh, let's see, let's pull up uh, the first slide, I think we had that oh, here Oh, do
2: you want me to hit the sponsors? Or are we going to do that Oh yeah, why don't, why don't you read yeah, the sponsors? Yeah, I can, if you like
0: Because we love hearing her voice
2: oh, thanks Alright, well today's episode is brought to you by your hometown real estate expert, Matt McLennan at McLennan Real Estate Century 21 what great guy. Great guy. We also have, for all your residential and commercial building needs, Marston and Son Construction. Mr. Ronnie Marston. And I hope
0: Ronnie's coming to the bash this year. We, I felt bad. Last year, he paid for a table, and he donated a scholarship. And then he came into the room and there was no table for him. Somebody screwed oh. up the tables. Oh, no. So this year we're giving him a free table up front because we want to make sure he's there and we feel bad about last oh, year. Good. So sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt.
2: No, please do. EIS, Investigation and Gun <coughs> Training, providing security training and services in Massachusetts <laughs> and New Hampshire since 1997. <coughs> we also have Borelli's Deli, voted Best Deli and Best Sandwich Shop for the last 16 years. Did you know wow. that? 16 I, I
0: did years. know that. I, I learned I that
1: today when I was...
0: I read that years. in Methuen <laughs> Life. Oh. Believe it or not. She
1: she does each one and then gives them a the, like. Yeah. A
0: and little,
2: also, little home prop. of the Valley Patriot hot sausage. Yeah.
0: We, we gotta, you Brilliant. gotta get you the gotta hot sausage. You gotta ask for them special. Mm. They're in the back. They don't put them out.
2: Yeah. We also have, in my opinion, the best sushi in New Hampshire. Mm. Tomo Hibachi and Sushi here in Salem, New Hampshire. The Hibachi's great too, but the, I've never had at uh, fresh the freshest sushi as fresh whatever it's like the freshest best sushi down Mm -hmm. there in my opinion Uh, also their brother sister store across the road from there Shaken Seafood they're doing some great hot uh
0: and by the way on Shaken Seafood when it was when it was Happy Crab I didn't want to say much because they were advertising It, it wasn't that good Yeah, Like, we went, and I didn't complain about it publicly because they advertise, but, like, we stopped going because the service was horrible and the food was not really all that good. Since they've changed over Mm -hmm. to Shaken Seafood, we've been there a couple of times, big improvement.
2: Wow, I've not been there since I was Shaken. Yeah, I will agree when they were Happy Crab, I was – it was nice, but it wasn't –
0: it wasn't what I expected. Yeah, from. I was
2: expecting a little more yeah. wow from that one, but uh, yeah. awesome. Uh, everyone go ch- check them out now that they're yep. shaking seafood. Uh, also, our good friend was Lisa Williams, AFC Urgent Care, Methuen, and North End over now. Uh, doing some, uh, yeah, don't go to the, well, unless you're like really hurt, don't go to the emergency room.
0: Yeah, you don't want to do that.
2: I saw a video online, actually, the other day that just explained, like, why, you when... Would you go to urgent care? And when would you go to the ER? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, if you're ever unsure, there's a video that actually tells you, like, if you've got this, don't waste your time with the ER, go to urgent care.
0: And my advice is no matter what it is, go to the urgent care. Because if you go to the urgent care and they say, no, you should be at a hospital, they'll call an ambulance. And they'll bring you to the hospital, but you're not waiting in the waiting room for four hours. Oh,
2: so, so there you
0: go. Go to AFC. Go to go to urgent care first, no matter what it is. Oh, there you go. If I have a heart attack, Thomas not, told you. I'm not going to Lawrence General. I'm going to AFC if I have a heart attack. That's I am not going. a
2: physician, but Thomas told you to do that. Right. <laughs> Also, someone, someone will die now in yeah,
0: This is unbelievable
2: Also we have our, uh, our good friends Over at W3ON Website development Where Tom uh, Yeah Dave
0: Di We don't promote him enough We're going to promote he him He
1: saved my butt The last month or so There yeah. you go Good guy And
2: also of course Our free shout outs To JG's Ice Cream or them. Vanilla Frap everybody. Vanilla Malt Frap mm-hmm. Is where it's at Just if you're wondering uh, And also Clear Path for Veterans New England
0: Love them And hopefully They're going to have A couple tables at the bash veterans are free for the bash by the way and we will talk about that shortly you so know. i got a couple of things well, that wait a minute the what about the
1: horticultural heroes the who i don't
2: know, I don't
0: know. what would happen
1: horticultural heroes from I pleasant think, valley yeah, landscape I was gonna
2: say, he's right there like it was embarrassing oh. i didn't want to like plug you while oh, you were sitting there yeah. okay i see Fine, I i'll go, go back to the top know what? of my the list the first time i ever one. showed
1: up without cookies See, see. And I got dissed on the, on the everyone. credits. That's okay. what it is, folks. You've I've got
0: been, Girl Scout Thin Man cookies, that's I'm right. not, but I'm not sharing them with anybody. He, he normally
2: brings me treats, so he didn't bring <laughs> me treats today, so he'd get no plugs. <laughs> it's,
0: <all> <laughs> laughs. it's even
2: better when he brings homemade ones than his mother makes. Okay. All right. On, no, Pleasant, no, forget it. But no, Mr. Dave... Id Consoli <laughs> I is here her in <laughs> <laughs> from Pleasant Valley uh, Landscaping. They're doing great things in landscaping. I believe you're still looking for help.
1: Yes. Yeah, we just uh, right. we're a little shorthanded, Not too bad.
2: Great man to work for. We know this uh, firsthand. So call nine seven eight six eight five eight eight five seven and uh, have a chat to Dave if you want to work in landscaping. I'll stop talking now because no, we have thirty good. minutes left I already. Yeah, just eating me. up the show. <laughs>
0: doesn't matter to me. You, can, you can talk. If I had my way, this would be your show. I'd be at home listening to you. <laughs>
2: Today's top story. She would be more Go prepared. Top. So
0: we've actually got two yeah. top stories today. There's two things that have happened in the last couple, and I'm going to do a bash update at the end, um, but uh, there's, there's two big stories that have come out. The first one, it kind of got glossed over by most of the media. I, we broke it. Even though Joe is my friend, I broke the story uh, about civil service issuing this scathing 43 or 48-page report. 43. 43-page, did you read it? Every, I, I, every, every I read every word it, of it. I read it all, yeah. It I read wasn't, every word it wasn't,
1: of it. wasn't very uh, complimentary of no. Chief Solomon. See, no. I don't know Chief Solomon,
0: but... You know the myth, Joe?
1: I've met him once. Um, I don't have an opinion on the guy. I know a lot of people either love him or hate him. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't really speak to it, but that... That report did not shine a good light no, on
0: him. No, it didn't. Um, there's a couple of things I want to point out about this. Um, they, they, so this this civil service report was only dealing with one issue. So we're going to talk about that one issue. All right. So please f- put out of your mind. Well, what about when he did this? Like all the other what You know what? A, what about that? You're saying he's a good guy because no, I want you to talk about this one thing. So the civil service commission did an in depth investigation into the hiring of Sean Fountain. Sean Fountain who, in full disclosure, has always been a good friend of the Valley Patriot that we haven't heard from him since he left the department. Um, Sean Fountain was a North Andover firefighter, and he wanted to be a Methuen police officer. He was also president of the Methuen City Council at the time, that he was a North Andover firefighter and tried to swap over to be a Methuen police officer. So uh, at the time, there was a lot of confusion. When I, as I read through this report, this civil service report, it, it details all of the confusion Between the city attorneys The HR department The mayor's office Certain city councilors As to whether or not Sean Fountain could transfer His time or his experience As a firefighter Over to the Methuen police department Now two things happened here First there's a law In, in the Methuen charter That says that uh, If you're on the city council Or you're an elected official You can't take a job With the city for at least I think it's a year It used to be two Or vice versa It's two but it used to be one But there's a certain amount of time after you leave that you can't take a job with the city. And that's a good law because you don't want city councillors voting to create jobs that they they themselves maneuver to get by giving favors to the people that are (coughs) in the mayor's office, right? So, the president of the city council, Sean Fountain, recuses recuses himself but asks his fellow councillors to submit a special piece of legislation to get a waiver to allow him to take a job in the police department as an intermittent police officer. Now, an intermittent is not a reserve. A reserve is someone that's academy-trained, and they can go out and they can actually work on the street, but there's certain things that they can't do. An intermittent police officer is this new category of officer that was created in 1945— during World War II, because half the police department got recruited to go to war and they didn't, they didn't have enough trained people to h- handle the job and step in the next day when there was a shooting or a fire or something. So they asked for a special piece of legislation to give him the waiver. The state reps walked it through the state house, the governor signed it, and they gave him special dispensation to work for the city on the condition. Did he not get paid by the city? So he could do special road jobs, for example. If there's construction on Pelham Street, he could go work. But he couldn't be paid by the city. He had to be paid directly by the contractor because he was a city council. So he couldn't get paid for paid by the city. All right? Everybody with me? now. In this report, they detail, in excruciating detail, how all of this is Joe Solomon's fault. And... Uh, uh, Joe Solomon, did hi- did, he didn't hire him, but he put him on. The mayor hired him. There's a series of emails back and forth between a whole bunch of people from HR questioning whether or not his training as a firefighter would transfer over. Now, it makes sense. If the guy took a physical to get on the fire department, he should probably shouldn't have to take a physical to get on the police department. He's already had a physical, right? And so these were the discussions that were going on. And I have to say, Joe Solomon's emails and Randazzo's emails, Ricky D'Agostino's emails, the mayor's emails, city councilors' emails—all questioned, but not one of them came out and said, "No, you can't do this. This is illegal." So there's a bunch of emails of Joe Solomon calling the Mass Police Training Council, asking them, "What's the situation? Can we transfer his time? Can we transfer his? Maybe we can't transfer his time, but we can transfer his his physical or his psychological exam because he already took one." And there's all of this confusing back and forth. And then at the end of all of this, and believe me, I'm, I'm skirting over a lot of it because it's a 43-page report. And it was horrible. It made everybody look horrible, by the way. They went after Ricky D'Agostino. They went after Inran uh, They re- went after a girl named Barubi. I don't think I know her, but she works for the city in some capacity. They went, they went after everybody. But it was all couched under, but Joe Solomon should have known better. And I want to – I'm glad you got this up. This is, this is a piece of uh, – this is uh, two paragraphs. It's actually one paragraph. I broke it up so you could see it better. This is something that was in the report, and it was buried, like, all the way down on page, I don't know, like, 40 or 39. It says, in published reports, Chief Solomon has cited the fact that the city's mayor, not the police chief, is the appointing authority for the Methuen Police Department. Having reviewed thousands of documents and listened to credible statements of many current and former MPD employees, it is painfully clear that Joe Solomon considered the MPD operations to be his sole domain, instilling fear and retaliation against anyone who questioned his authority or decisions. Huh. So in other words, because they're a political body, what they're saying is, even though he didn't break the law, he was mean to people. So we're going to find him guilty. Let's pull up that other quote, quote because what I did was I took out Joe Solomon's name and I took out Joe Solomon's name and I wanted you guys to think about this. Imagine you're watching CNN and there's a big trial going on. Somebody murdered their kid or someone's accused of lighting a fire. And the jury comes out and says, or the judge comes out and says, even though Juan Santiago didn't break the law, we talked to a lot of people who said he was really, really mean. So we find him guilty. That's exactly what civil service said in this report. Now, I'm not talking about any other issue. I'm talking about the Sean Fountain issue, and that's it. They go through painstakingly de- painstaking detail in this report to make it look as though Joe Solomon illegally hired Sean Fountain when Joe Solomon doesn't have the legal authority to hire anybody. Period. Now, Did he do things wrong along the way? Should he not have done this? Should he not have done that? Yeah, probably. Some of that is true. In fact, I'll tell you some of it is true. But at the end of the day, you can't say, even though he didn't break the law, we find you guilty because we're either a nation of laws or we're not. Let me give you another example. It's a horrible example, (coughs) but the only one I could think of coming here. Imagine Jeffrey Dahmer who killed, what did he kill, like 18 people and ate them? Remember that guy? Everybody hated Jeffrey Dahmer because he was a cannibal, right? Let's say... They arrest him, they charge him, he gets out on bail, and then he gets pulled over an hour later and they accuse him of drunk driving, but he's not drunk driving. Do you defend him? Do you say, no, wait a minute, he might be Jeffrey Dahmer, but he's not drunk driving? I think that in this country, that's the way it's supposed to be, that's the way it's always been prior to now. But it's not that way anymore. Now it's, well, he didn't break the law, but we don't like him, and he was mean, and he sent out mean emails, and he should have known better, and, and he considered it his domain, even though he didn't have the legal authority. To me, that's all just political bullshit. This is a political board that made this decision because Joe Solomon is publicly unpopular because of the media. And some of his own behavior, I'll say, obviously, nobody's perfect. He's done some stupid things. I've done some stupid things. We've all done some stupid things. But on this issue of Sean Fountain, it's the mayor's sole responsibility to hire and fire. The police chief can recommend. He can recommend positive. He can recommend negative. But if the mayor says, I'm hiring David Consoli, and the chief says, I don't like David Consoli, he he can't not... Put you on the de- put you on the department. I have a
1: question, sure. and I want to interject. So the part of the report that stood out to me wasn't the actual hiring. It was the promotions. And I guess there's a couple people named uh, in that report, Sergeant LaCarter and Lieutenant Max, who both objected to his certification in getting promoted to detective. Mm-hmm. So that's where it, it sh- the, the report does not uh, shine a positive light on Chief Solomon. It's not the actual hire. So, I guess he was moved up internally, people complained. there was uh, an h r person or someone from the city of Methuen that was looking for his certification. so that as a as a lay person, mm-hmm. that's what popped out to me and said, "Okay, well, maybe it wasn't the original hire, but he was promoted through the ranks, the people that were supposed to supervise him and certify him. All objected, and that was just pushed under the rug. If, I could be wrong.
0: No, you're, wrong. But you're that, right But every you're right about But, every word but of that. that's
1: that's what I took. I'm not saying Joe Solomon, you know, beats puppies, right. and, and stuff. I'm just saying, as as a as an independent, unbiased person who looked at that, that was the part that kind of didn't make sense to me. Is hey, you have this, you have the structural organizations, a chief, captains, you know, deputies, lieutenants, sergeants. And Sergeant Licata, uh, Licata is, a, is a really good... He is a good guy. Yeah, really good guy. And you could see the emails where he's saying, listen, he's not certified. I'm not signing off on this. Uh, Lieutenant Max happens to be a friend of mine. Got a, that guy's got a ton of integrity. Mm-hmm. So that's the part that stood out to me um, as far as that report goes. So right. that's and the only thing I wanted to And just to, to explain
0: to people at home. So what happened was when Sean Fountain took the job with the city and was hired by the mayor in order to get paid and 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 kudos to Jill Stacklin who's the one who caught this because that's her job in order to get paid he had to have uh, he had to check all the boxes literally check yeah. all the boxes he had his physical his a copy of his certification from the mass police training council he had a psychological and they've all got to be checked and some of them weren't checked so Jill Elevated it up to everybody. She CC'd everybody, including like the, practically the UN, right? And said, this, this, this is not legal. I can't pay him while this is going on. And in that ensuing process, you read all the emails back and forth where it's really clear Joe wasn't sure. As the police chief, he wasn't sure. I, I think you can do it this way, but I don't think you can do it that way with some of his emails back and forth. But the hev- headline underneath those emails that they published was like, this is proof Joe Solomon knew. And then you read it and you go, well, how is that proof Joe Solomon knew? All these emails that they themselves published showed Joe Solomon questioning. Well, I think we can do it this way, but I was told by Mass Police Training Council we can't do it that way. We can transfer, we can't transfer time for pension, but we can transfer the psychological or whatever. And then, like, then you look at the headline and you go, well, What, what emails did they not show us? If that's the conclusion that they came to, or is this just a political body that is going after somebody who's unpopular and?" And I hate to bring up anybody else, but there's another department head in Methuen that had a sixty-something-page civil service report that was ten times worse, including giving interview questions to one of the applicants applying to be a deputy chief, including um, not taking notes during the during the interview process when it was a certain person, but then taking lots of notes when it was a certain other person.
1: So is this and, is civil service a political
0: body? It, 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 it is. In your opinion, it, it Well, is. it never used to be. Up until like the last five to ten years, civil service was always kind of like right down the middle. And in the last five or ten years, it, it was really it was under Charlie Baker at least, so the last eight years, it's really become very political. Uh, if you read, th- and, and so is, by the way, the, the, the people in the mayor's office in Methuen and the Methuen City Councilors. You can't look at this civil service report on Joe Solomon and say, this is proof we should have fired him. But not one of them said anything about that other civil service report on that other department head. And I'm not mentioning his name because I don't want to make it about him. I don't want to smear him because that issue is kind of over.
1: Do I know about this report?
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I reported on it, and then I got my ass kicked for it because the guy's a friend of mine. He hasn't hasn't talked to me since. Um, But there's another department head who did way worse and detailed way worse. And nobody really seemed to matter because the fire chief is someone everyone loves. But the police oh. chief, but the police chief is someone that everyone hates. Well, you just mentioned them, so. So, so well, I mean, it's it's out there. So I mean, um, but but it's not about him. It's not my, about my the
1: frustration. You look is- at the
0: two reports, and you can't say. The one that's worse, that guy's, okay, we're going to let it go, but this guy's not as bad, but we, but, but this guy, we tire and feather him. It just goes to show you that we have now engaged in, in situational politics. I know what you're
1: talking about. It was the cap, the female captain. Captain, right. My frustration as a Methuen taxpayer is every time someone makes missteps, whether it's intentionally or misintentionally, someone's suing the city. So right. let's say, for instance, Sean Fountain suing the city now, mm-hmm. okay? And it keeps costing me money. Right. And that's what aggravates me. Mm. If people would do their jobs, whether it's fire, DPW, you know, the police, you know, just do the right thing so we we stop getting sued. Right. So we'll see where this goes because we still got the Captain Gallant situation.
0: That's going to be really rough. Yeah. So it costs
1: the city money.
0: So the Civil Service recommended that uh, Joe Solomon be criminally prosecuted. And I just I want to read this again. Even though Juan Santiago didn't break the law, we talked to a lot of people who said he was really, really mean, so we find him guilty. And and, and based on that, based on the fact that even though it's not his legal responsibility, they want him criminally charged. They're sending all kinds of referrals to the AG's office, the prosecutor's office, the inspector general's office. We'll see where all that goes. I suspect, and I know a lot of people at home are thinking this. Yeah, Tom Duggan's his friend. He's trying to defend his friend. This is all about friendship. Uh, honestly, I wrote this report and I didn't put one piece of commentary in that. I didn't put one. When I wrote this this story two week, a week and a half ago, I didn't put one piece of opinion in it. I wrote straight what the report said Correct. because that's my job as a reporter. On this show, my job is a commentator. And on this show, I want to tell you that when you delve down deep into this, and it's not in my story, but when you delve down deep into it, it doesn't really seem <laughs> to hold legal water. I can't imagine Joe Solomon walking into a courtroom with a lawyer and having a judge look at that quote from civil service and say, Wait a minute. Even though it's not against the law, why are we here?
1: Yeah, and again, the frustrating part is whether these guys are guilty or innocent or whatever. This is litigation. It's going to cost the city money, right. and I'm and I'm frustrated. I'm tired of it. You know,
0: so. All right. So I guess that's that on the on the Joe Solomon thing. I just I want to caution people. I, I it's so easy to get emotionally manipulated by the media. We know how this happened. We talked about a couple of weeks ago about how. The police department was so top-heavy, we had to get rid of captains and, f- and lieutenants and lay off 35 patrolmen because the, patrol- the police department so top-heavy. And then the minute the guy that they hate is gone... They're rehiring sergeants. They they create a deputy chief's position that never existed before for two hundred something thousand dollars. They they put back patrolman. They put back captain. They put back a lieutenant. So it, it's all bullshit. A lot of this is bullshit. It's it's that we don't like Joe Solomon, so he can do no right. But we like the other guy. He can do no wrong. And that's what that's all about. And I just think I want to caution you guys. Whenever you hear something in the news about someone you don't like. Take a deep breath, count to 10, and say to yourself, I'm not going to be emotionally manipulated. I'm going to read this objectively. And when you read this, civil, and I've got it posted. If you go to the Valley Patriot website, you can read the entire report, the entire 43-page report. You can read it all, and you can decide for yourself. You don't have to listen to me. Go and read it. You might read that report and think the exact opposite of what I took think away we from you. may have to it.
1: read it multiple times. You do. I do. Yeah. I think after being up here today, I might reread it, mm. you know, because I don't have any inside information. Right. Try to be... I try to be unbiased.
0: All right. Let's bring up... Uh,
1: this terrible up. story.
0: God, I just, I, I, there's nothing that I would... I would rather talk about, like... I would rather talk about anything today... Let's than just get than it talk, over with. Go than ahead. Than talk about this. So, scandal in Lawrence. The mayor's chief of staff, Giovanni Marte, uh, was arrested this week by uh, state police for child pornography. Now, before I start... What you read in the Eagle Tribune is that is I, didn't, I didn't cover the story because I didn't have the story. If somebody had given me a heads up, I would have had the story first. But the Tribune had it. Let's give them credit. In the story, it says that he admitted that he had some predilection for child pornography. I don't have the exact quote in front of me. I just want you to remember something when you read something like that. Whenever you read in the newspaper, so-and-so admitted it. Remember, the Eagle Tribune says that the state police say that he admitted it. He may get to court and say, I never admitted anything. What are they talking about? I said X, Y, Z. Maybe he misunderstood me. I'm not saying that happened. I'm just saying in every case, especially something that's emotionally charged like child pornography, when you're reading the newspaper, you've got to be more objective. You've got you've to dial back the emotional response because the news media's job is to emotionally manipulate you. Trust me, it's what I do for a living. It's what I do. It's what everyone in the media does for a living. What I try to do, though, is I try to remove the emotion. And when you remove the emotion, what it looks like is he has been accused of not molesting children, Kendris Vasquez. He's not a pedophile, Kendris Vasquez. He was accused of consuming child pornography. And I don't think it said distribution. I think it was just possession. Not that that makes it any better, but I'm trying to be clear. It's reprehensible. It's reprehensible.
2: I was going to say what I read was uh, he was charged with possession of child sex images, and that Is he allegedly admitted to police that he looked for and downloaded such images. Don't they for don't
1: years. they record that stuff in interviews? And was was this child pornography on city
0: computers? No, it was on his personal iPad at home.
1: I don't even know how to respond to that. Yeah, it's, it's
0: reprehensible. It's, it's 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 horrible. But I want to talk about this in a, in a political context. So let's try to remove the emotion. So. He's the – he. let me tell you who Giovanni Marte is, first of all, so that we can get some context here. I wish we had like another 30 minutes. Um, he was an aide for a state representative for about eight years on Beacon Hill. He had legislative experience. Um, he knew all the state reps. He knew how to draft legislation. He knew all the aides to all the state reps. Um, he left to run for city council. He left – he was working for Marcos, and he left to work for, to run for city council. He ran against – our friend Stephanie Infante for District E City Council. And he lost. And during the campaign, his people decided to help Brian DePena, who was also running for mayor at the time. And Brian DePena's people said, well, if they're helping us, we're going to help them. So Brian DePena's people were helping him in his campaign. When the election was over, Brian DePena needed a chief of staff. He needed somebody with legislative experience who knew the players that could draft legislation and help Lawrence get more money someone who could deal with all the department heads, find out what they needed, write up grants and stuff, and then work with the legislator to get that passed. That's why Giovanni Matte was hired. Now, in full disclosure, I told Brian DePena the day he hired him that it was a huge mistake. I didn't know anything about all this other stuff, but he had been loyal to Marcos Devers, and he betrayed Marcos. And in my book, you can steal money from me, and I will forgive you. You can steal my girlfriend, and I will forgive you. You can lie about me and trash me behind my back, and I can forgive you for all of those things. But if you're disloyal, if you're my friend, and you turn around and you stab me in the back, that's something I will never, ever, ever forgive. I don't care who you are. If I've been good to you, and I mean this about anybody, Marcos was very good to this guy, very good to this guy, and he turned around and shoved a knife in his back and helped Brian DePina while Marcos was helping Kendris Vasquez. So I went to Brian and said, This guy turned on Marcos. He's going to turn on you. He's going to cause you problems because he has no loyalty. And Brian, you know, everyone knows Brian, right? He just wants to think the best of everybody. Ah, he's okay. I know know what he did to Marcos, but he's on board now, and he's a smart guy, and he's going to help us bring money into the city. Okay. Then he leaked erroneous information to the Spanish-language press about uh, Detective McMillan Uh, on the Lawrence Police Department, which, by the way, is going to cost the city about $5 million in a lawsuit. And when that happened, I called the mayor, and I went down to his office and told him, and Octavian, you got to get rid of this guy today. If you don't get rid of this guy today, when that lawsuit comes up, the first question that their lawyers are going to ask you is, well, did you you discipline Giovanni Mate for what he did when he gave that erroneous information to the press in your name? No. Did you suspend him? No. Did you fire him for what he did? No. Well, then the city's complicit. And the city loses the lawsuit before it even goes to trial. But they didn't do that. And unfortunately now, we find out that he has been, since December, since December, he's been under investigation. I'm going to say it again, since December. It's very significant. and That's going to come out as we go. As to who it is that started the investigation on Giovanni Marte. Um, so as all this is happening, uh, Spanish-language radio, Spanish-language newspapers, Spanish-language social media is just killing Brian DePena over this. They are, just, they are just thrashing the mayor as if the mayor knew anything. Now, I can't defend anything that Giovanni Marte is accused of doing, All right, but if you're going to put the stink on his boss... Who didn't know. I mean, if they came out and said he was looking at child pornography at work, you could say maybe the boss might have known about that. But this was something that happened on his private laptop at home, okay? And you've got people out there who are trying to score political points like uh, Kendris Vasquez, who's like, well, you know, he worked for the mayor and he supported the mayor so, you know, the, obviously the mayor's a bad guy. Put up the, can you put the picture up of the two of them? Uh, Giovanni with... Um, What's the one that's going out live? Is it the one on the right? Okay. Here's Giovanni Marte with uh, Mara Healy. He campaigned for Mara Healy for governor. And why am I showing this? Am I trying to make Mara Healy look bad? No, I'm not. I'm showing this because I want all of you who are in the Spanish language media, who do follow me, who've been trashing Brian Pena because, well, he, he supported Giovanni Marte, so man, he's a bad guy. Bad judgment, bad judgment. Well, what about the bad judgment of Mara Healy? Do we hold her responsible? I don't think we hold her responsible at all. I don't think you hold anyone responsible for what this guy did or is alleged to have done. Except himself.
1: Except himself. Has Brian responded or made a press release it regarding was, this? It
0: was it, mealy-mouthed. Uh, we fired him. He did bad things. We let him go. Yeah, so there's nothing really he, more he can say. So, like, what can he do? So
1: as mayor of the city of Lawrence, if he comes out in front of this, denounces it, Yep. you know, Condemns what the actions takes action. You know he's gone. Whatever, there's nothing more he can do. It's it's if he covered something up, then you right. have a
0: problem. Right. So well, then I go on Facebook and I see this. Can we pull up the Kendra Vasquez quote? Can we believe this?
1: He's can all fired you, up can, today. Can
0: you, can you fucking believe this guy? You don't
1: like him, do you?
0: Not anymore, I don't. Oh, okay. I used to love this kid. I really did. I used to love this kid a lot. I, in fact, I endorsed him the first two times he ran. Here's what Vasquez Vasquez said on the internet. It is very And by the way, the English is choppy because I had to use Google Translation. It is very sad and I am very concerned about the things that have been happening in the last few months in our town of Lawrence. By the way, Lawrence is not a town. <laughs> he has, the guy's a former mayor and he still doesn't know that. <laughs> He has been allowed to govern, he meaning Brian DePina, has been allowed to govern without attacks or claiming the decisions that he's making, uh, but this time we can't keep quiet. Now, first of all, does anybody really believe Brian DePina has not come under attack for the last year? Because every time I put on Spanish language radio, that's all I hear. All I hear is all the bad things Brian DePina is doing, and they're all Kendris Vasquez people calling in. I continue from Kendra's Vasquez. I strongly condemn the actions committed by pedophile Giovanni Martez, chief of staff to Brian DePena. Now, I'm, I'm going to stop here. I, I, I don't want to. I want to read the whole thing, but i got to stop here. How courageous is it to go out and publicly say, I condemn child pornography? Does that take a lot of courage to no. say something like that? No. That's something anybody can say, whether you believe it or not. And by the way, we don't know who believes it and who doesn't, obviously, because we just found out about this guy, right? But But why would he, why would he say this given that it's not really a courageous thing to say? Because he put Giovanni Marte's name in the same sentence with Brian DePena. And this is how politics, political smearing works. You tie the two of them together because people have been emotionally manipulated now to have a knee-jerk reaction against Giovanni Marte because he did something objectively horribly bad if he's guilty of doing this and tie it to Brian DePena so people have a knee-jerk negative response to Brian DePena's name. That's what politicians do. I continue. Where are those defenders and voices who for every action done in the past, meaning about him, activated radio ads, newspapers, and social networks to make baseless criticism, in turn attacking, seeking the division in our city? Again, this is Google translation, so but you, you get what he's trying to say. Some some time ago, they kept quiet, and now they have now they victimize those who comment acts that have no forgiveness. In other words, I think what he's trying to say here is that um, Brian's people were attacking Kendris Vasquez when he ran, and now that something's happening to someone that's involved with Brian de Pina, he's nobody's attacking him. Uh, apparently, Kendris Vasquez has not put on Spanish-language radio in the last 48 hours or read the Eagle Tribune in the last 24 hours, or any of the Spanish-language s- social media posts in the last 48 hours.
1: What's, what's his end game? Well, this is just po-
0: trying to score political points. Why? Does he want to get back he, he in? He wants there? to get back in, and, and he was beaten by Brian DePina, and everyone had crowned Kendris, the, just like Hillary Clinton. Everyone thought Kendris is going to, including me, Kendris is going to walk away with it. Brian's got no shot. He's already crowned the mayor, and then Brian surprised everybody, outworked him beat him at the polls. Okay. And so now you've got someone who was the mayor, acting mayor of Lawrence who's now trying to use a child pornography story to score political points against somebody who had nothing to do with child pornography. And I find that to be one of the most disgraceful things that I've seen any local politician do ever. And I've seen a lot of crap. I've seen a lot of crap. And I think that's just horrible for for him to have done that. No boss should ever be held responsible for anything that their employees do when they leave work. And if they can show that this was done at work, then maybe Kendris Vasquez might have something to say that might be relevant. But until then, given the things that I know, that city employees have done when Kendras Vasquez was acting mayor, he should probably shut up and sit this one out. We had a large police officer molested a child in Haverhill while he was mayor. We, we, and, and I'm not going to go through the list, but there's about nine other things that I could list off the top of my head that happened while he was mayor, and it happened on the job while they were at work. And nobody ever held Kendras responsible for that, nor should they have. But now suddenly it's someone else, Kendris, and now you're doing it to Brian? Disgraceful.
1: Yeah, it is a disgrace. And anyone with any semblance of a moral compass thinks that crime against children is abhorrent. Mm -hmm. I mean, so this morning I I went on the news and some guy shot his wife, killed his 12-year-old son, and and committed suicide in Andover. So is the town manager responsible for that?
0: no. No.
1: So uh, that,
0: that's and just a disgrace. It, it is. And, you know, it starts at the national level. You know, you see it was Donald Trump, Joe Biden, whoever it is, while well, his best friend's third cousin's mailman's babysitter committed a crime once. And then they try and put that stink on the politician. And it's just so wrong. It's, uh, and, you know, after, after the way Kendrick Vasquez went after the mayor's wife during the campaign, you, you would think he would realize that the reason that he lost is because he played dirty.
1: That he attacked politics. the guy's
0: wife. You don't attack someone's wife. And now he's doing it again. Now he's hitting below the belt again. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to make it my life mission to make sure Kendra Vasquez never gets elected to anything ever again if he runs. Uh, 23 seconds. Can can we do a one-minute bash update or no? This is why I hate politics. Right. It's so dirty. It's so awful. The same way people were trying to tag me with Joe Solomon when Joe Solomon was at the height of his unpopularity in Methuen, and everybody was tagging my name on every story and trying to yeah. t- trying to hurt my credibility because Joe's credibility was being called into question, and I'm his friend. It's all of that stuff. It's just evil. It's just you're, you're blaming someone for something somebody else something somebody else did. And it's not right. It's not right morally. It's not right legally. It's not right politically. There's something wrong with people that do this. All
1: right. This. Let's talk about something positive. Where are we at with the scholarship?
0: All right. On the scholarship, you've got to go real quick. We have a new tote board, and it's going to go up again this afternoon because I got another two checks uh, thanks to Dave Consoli. We have a new tote board, $10,790 in three weeks we've raised. Okay. Now, the goal is 5000 per scholarship. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven times five. So our goal is $35,000. Is that right?
1: Yeah. We're a third there.
0: So we're a third there, and there's 50, 5-0 days left. So you guys need to step it up there's a lot of businesses, a lot of people out there that normally donate to this. Now's the time to step up. We'd appreciate it you could do that. Uh, the Dan Cody Memorial Scholarship's at twenty-one eighty-five. The Lawrence High Junior ROTC Scholarship is at 1260 The Haverhill High Michelle DeLuca Benedetti Scholarship is at 1400 The Greater Lawrence Tech Scholarship, thank you to Jessica Finicaro for getting our kid $1,170. The Whittier Scholarship, thank you to Scott Wood from the Havel School Committee who picked our Whittier kid last night. Arturo uh, Zunaga, I think is his name, $1,475. The Methuen High Studio 21 Podcast Cafe Scholarship at $2,100, and we don't have a student yet. Janet is having a very hard time finding a student. If you know any kid in Methuen, doesn't have to be Methuen High, Any kid in Methuen who's going into communications or media, please reach out to us because we have to have this kid picked by Friday or Saturday, the latest this week, Uh, and we still don't have a kid. Uh, And the special needs scholarship, we also don't have a kid for. If you know a special needs kid going on to any kind of additional education, whether it's vocational, college, training, music training, anything that they're doing, please nominate them. Send me a message on Facebook, and I will get back to you. The total is $10,700. Here's, uh, real quick, here's a picture of, what's his name here? I had it in the... That's
1: a kid from Haverick.
0: I want to make sure I didn't... I got it right. Wow, Arturo Zenega uh, is, uh, is the Whittier Tech Scholarship winner. That guy right there. Um, Andrew McDevitt. I said I was going to pick the Dan Cody kid. I didn't pick any kids this, at all this year. I was going to pick the Dan Cody kid. Andrew McDevitt from the North End of School Committee nominated Kim Ryland to be our Dan Cody Memorial Scholarship And this kid
1: went online and thanked. He thanked, did. Yeah. He did. Isn't that something? Nice kid. Yeah, nice, nice kid. He went online and thanked uh, everybody that uh, donated to the scholarship.
0: Yep. And Ariel Cavaretta who we talked about last week, who was picked by Jessica at the uh, vocational Greater Lawrence Tech School. And I didn't pick any of the kids this year. Last year, I think I picked two. And I actually like it better that way, so nobody can accuse me of playing favoritism because sometimes a kid gets picked that we know the parents, and people go, yeah, we know why you picked that kid. I don't pick the kid. Good. So, so it keeps everything on the up and up. Every single donation you make, we thank you by name on Facebook. If you want to be anonymous, we'll thank you anonymously. We add your number to the total so that everybody, including the kid and his parents, can see every dime they come in, and they know that when they get a check, it's going to be that amount. And we don't take anything off the top. I eat all of the, Facebook, all of the PayPal, Venmo, um, Cash App. I eat all the fees. Whenever someone makes a $20 donation, I get about eighteen fifty. We eat the difference on that. So um, I want to thank everybody who's been involved. The Valley Patriots, March 31st uh, at the Firefighters Relief Inn at 7 o'clock. You, you want to get your tickets now. We, I'm telling you right now, we've never sold out. We're going to sell out this year. We, we've had we've had over 700 people throughout the night, but not all at one time because people come and go, but we've never had to actually shut the doors. This year, that's probably going to happen because we've got something really special. We picked two Methuen police officers for an Officer Tom Duggan Award, thanks to uh, Chief McNamara, and we've chosen one firefighter for the Officer Tom Duggan Hero Public Safety Award, and those are going to be uh, – it's going to be – once we announce those uh, – the tickets are going to go that day. I'm telling you right now. Wow. The guys that we picked are very well liked. They're very well known in the community. They they all have huge families, and they're all going to want tables and tickets. So I'm telling you right now. I'm trying to warn you guys in advance. If you call me a week before the bash and say, "I know you said you're sold out, but can you get me a ticket?" The answer is going to be no, because we've already we've already reserved fifteen. 15 tables plus another 7 last night. What's that? 15, 7, 23, 22. 22? I'm the High, I went to Lawrence I got to count them.
1: 22.
0: So we, we've already reserved 22 tables, and the hall only holds like 43. Okay. So half the room is sold. Get your tickets. I want to thank uh, Dave Id Consoli, who's going to be... You're going to be running for city council? Is that... You're running for mayor? Because I heard Neil Perry's not even going to run. I heard he's going to bail out last minute and hand it to DJ Boregaard. Everybody you
1: keeps asking. Pull that. papers
0: for both just in case that happens.
1: I am not running for mayor. You're
0: not running for mayor.
1: Um, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, What I, does that mean? Does that mean he's running for city council? It kind of sounds like he, that's what he's saying. Is he saying that? I don't know. He doesn't well, know. All right, all right.
1: Taking on their advisor. Yeah, yeah.
0: I got a good friend running for city council in Methuen. I want to start promoting him now. Mike Downs is going to run for district, I think, uh, west district Yes. Council. He's a hero veteran, and you should be voting for him and helping him there's
1: out. There's a lot of, um, of counselors that have termed out. I have mm-hmm. been following Methuen City Council meetings
0: seven of nine
1: very carefully. Uh, tip of the hat to Eunice Ziegler. She runs a great meeting. I love her. And, um, I, love her. I was disappointed she- when
0: she lost. A lot the of race.
1: shenanigans going on over
0: there. So. I want to thank Chrissy, my fine, fine producer, and Dave Id Consoli. And it sounds like Mobile Taylor says you got to go home, so go home already.